it started to get really concerning when when my guys were telling me that the je- the demolition contractor was seemed like they were trying to separate my team um seemed like they were trying to divide us like divide the guys and and throw me under the bus um my name is john burkich i've uh my company then was called Precision Works Cutting and Coring. You know, we were contracted to do a job that the, the project manager was told was impossible. So my answer to that was, if it's concrete and it's got to go, I'll, I'll make it happen. So we came in and we, 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 we ended up being on this project for about two and a half years. I invoiced just over $230,000 in about a three and a half month period. And I was paid 55000 total. We submitted inv- I submitted invoices that didn't get paid in in the 30 days of the terms, and I submitted invoices probably every couple of weeks uh, for my draws. And after about three and a half, or after about three months of, I think no payments. After about three months of no payments from the day that we got onto the site is when it was very concerning to me, and I I went above the the sub and started talking to the general contractor. Precision Works did go under uh, at the tail end of, of 2013 um, after not being paid on a, on a massive contract. And um, yeah, I just couldn't, the, the company couldn't rebound. So the, the hardest part was, I'm going to get emotional here. <laughs> it was horrific. I, I lost my apartment. I lost my you know, I lost, you know, loving relationships that I had with, uh, with the woman that was in my life at the time. Um, I, you know, I, I went into a, a state of darkness into alcoholism because I, you know, didn't know how to handle it. You know, um, I took it personally because of, you know, the passion that I had for, for my company, what I'd done, you know, it was something that, that I created like so many things so so many things were that were fantastic were were just flipped upside down uh, there's a funny story that i tell is that i i in june i ordered i ordered an audi r8 in october i was homeless hello and welcome to inside construction a podcast from the british columbia construction association I'm your host, Chris Atchison, and I'm also the president of BCCA. We're working for the productivity and resilience of BC's industrial, commercial, and institutional construction sector. We represent all employers, regardless of labor affiliation. We're bringing you this podcast series as part of our advocacy work, seeking to highlight the key issues affecting employers in BC's construction industry. We'll meet British Columbians who are affected by these issues professionally and personally. With their help, we'll shed some light on what's working, what isn't, and how private and public sector stakeholders can come together to ensure BC's industry has what it needs to get the job done on time, on budget, and with the world-class outcomes we all expect. We're starting this series with a discussion on prompt payment legislation. At the top of the show, you heard from John Burkich. 
He got his start in construction as a kid when he began helping his father with the family's concrete cutting business. You can tell from listening to him that he truly loves the industry. For him, it's all about the camaraderie and teamwork. But as you heard him describe, things went sideways when he wasn't paid the full amount he invoiced on a major project. It affected everything, his job and his personal life. We'll hear again from John later in the show to see how he's doing today. But first, let's break down how payment works on the job. Construction is a complex industry, and each project is a unique ecosystem of owners, contractors, subcontractors, manufacturers, and suppliers. We're talking about payment flow today, and the easiest way to think of it is as a waterfall. The water, the money, flows from the top down. First, from the project owner to the general contractor. Then, that general contractor flows the money down to the trade contractors and sub-trades as the project moves forward. Those tradespeople use the money to pay their teams, their skilled tradespeople, their laborers, their back office staff, and themselves, as well as their bills with the payments that they receive. Threaded throughout that payment chain are the manufacturers and suppliers who provide the materials needed to get the job done. Some of these projects are massive, occurring over a period of years. Others are smaller and shorter, but they all work essentially the same. The water flows from the top to the bottom as the build progresses. When a contractor achieves substantial completion, that's when they're supposed to get paid. Unfortunately, that doesn't always happen. Many contracts include a clause called pay when paid. If the contractor above you in the waterfall hasn't been paid yet, they don't have to pay you, even if you've achieved substantial completion and your work has been accepted. Here's a key question. How do you know if the contractor above you, the one who hired you, has been paid or not? There's not always a lot of transparency and things can get tricky. The further along the project is, the further down the waterfall you are, the longer it can take to get paid. And sometimes you might not get paid at all. Sometimes for legitimate reasons, but all too often there are bad actors who take advantage of this system, this ecosystem, to hold on to payments, either to use them to leverage other projects, to pay other bills, or to earn interest while the cash still sits in their bank account. That leaves contractors below them on the hook for payroll, for rent, for everything. And there's not much that they can do about it. There are three main issues with the current payment system. One, it's hard to hold payers accountable. Secondly, there is a tremendous lack of transparency. And finally, the small contractors have no power and can be treated like de facto banks. This can be so bad that they lose their businesses. To go to court takes time and money, and there's no guaranteed outcome. And they risk being blacklisted by the contractor and others. John's story is one of many, but the unfortunate reality is that people in the industry deal with payment delays and sometimes not getting paid at all on a daily basis. My name is William Paunga. I'm the president of Southwest Contracting. Will Pauga tells me that prompt payment legislation is one of the reasons that he became a member at the Vancouver Regional Construction Association. I could see the impact that it was having on, on my business uh, and 
in the, as the chair of the Trade Contractor Council of the VRCA, it's also the probably the biggest issue that every contractor has. Every meeting, it always comes up. Supply chain is uh, reliant on payment. No one does this stuff free. And and you have a specific example uh, of a time where there was a significant amount of, of money that was being withheld from you. Can you walk us through that story from beginning to end? Uh, the, the incident happened, this was probably back in 2013, 2014. We were doing a job for uh, one of the municipalities. It was a, a relatively big contract. Uh, I think monthly payments were about a million dollars every month on a draw. Uh, we had just got underway. It was a six-month project. And three months into it, I got payment. And the payment was short by a considerable amount, almost you know 50%. So I get on the phone and I call the general contractor and you know, ask him, what's the situation? And his explanation to me was that was the draw that the you know, municipality had paid on my portion of the work. I said, well, it doesn't cover what was in the contract. And he said, yeah, no, I'm afraid that's all they paid me. So as soon as I got off the phone with the GC, I got onto the phone with the municipality. And I asked for the project manager, and, and I asked him straight out, you know, what did you approve for my payment for this month for the draw? And he said, well, will I approve what you submitted? And I asked him, what, what did I submit? What was the amount you approved? He said it was something in the range of 980000 I said, okay, that's fine. He said, is there a problem? I said, no, no, there's no problem. But if there is, I'll be calling you back in about five minutes. I then promptly got onto the phone with the general contractor and I told him, listen, I spoke to the owner. They told me what they approved for payment. And he stumbled backwards. Oh, I'm sorry, you know, my office girl made a mistake in the payments. So I said, that may be the case, but if you do this to me again, I'll have you up. I'll take it up with the owner. I'll explain to them what happened. And this is why I said that it's not just prompt payment, it's also transparency. If I don't get paid, by you know the contract, I'm already waiting a month to get paid. I can't then pay my suppliers, and if I can't pay my suppliers, uh, they're not going to supply me with materials. On this particular job, I remember we were paying about three hundred thousand dollars a month for cement powder, cement product for this project. One of the things you don't want as a contractor is to not pay your suppliers, because if you don't pay your suppliers. Word gets out and people start not, they don't want to have anything to do with it. And in construction, you got to pay your laborers. You know, they get expected to be paid every two weeks. Uh, if they don't get paid, they don't care whether it's, you know, I have a problem with the bank. They want to get paid. The suppliers need to get paid. The whole thing goes down the chain. And if I don't get paid, I'm now relying on the banks and, and my you know, credit to be able to pay these accounts. So, you know, the whole industry as a whole needs to change. We're, we're not a bank. We, we can't finance these things. And even if I were to go into overdraft or borrow the money from the bank, I'm the one that ends up paying the, the interest on this. On the issue of, of transparency and, and your decision to, to not bid on certain projects, that has a, a detrimental effect to an entire industry that really thrives on competition and thrives on uh, competitive bids. By introducing more transparency, uh, including uh, prompt payment legislation, how can this help the industry? One of the things I've seen 
the industry go away from, uh, including contracts, you know, CCDC contracts, the, a lot of people are either putting out their own contracts or amending a CCDC with you know, 10, 12 pages of amendments and supplementaries, which changes the whole format of the contract. Um, I think another aspect would be uh, public tenders, opening uh, you know, tenders so that everybody knows where they stand because a lot of that's gone away from them. Um, the problems you have with that is that you don't know what's going on behind closed doors uh, and negotiations and, and pricing. I think these are all, you know, factors that are, are, are you know, minimizing the capabilities of good contractors working with good owners. We have a, a, a blacklist of people that we, we don't even bother bidding to for, for that exact reason. There's no point. We're not going to get a job. Uh, anytime they come to us is when uh, something's fallen through the cracks or they can't find anybody else. Uh, construction industry is too small. I think the biggest thing and what I've been made with the VRCA is we as trade contractors need to band together. If we stop bidding to these guys, they're going to be out of business or they're going to have to come to the table and do things correctly the way it should. You know, without transparency, they'll just pit one contractor against another. Uh, it's interesting because I, I look back in articles and magazines and, you know, prompt payment was an issue you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Um, it seems to get better and prove and then it, you know, it gets worse and then it gets better and it takes, I guess, the industry and people like myself standing up and saying, you know, we, we need to get paid properly on time before somebody does something about it. We have enough issues in the construction industry to deal with. Uh, you know, trying to complete a job, the, the mammoth task of you know, supplying people, materials, and coordinating all together. The last thing we need to be worried about is, am I going to get paid for, for all this? And, and not just paid, but paid in a timely fashion. Because uh, like my, my, my accountant told me the same thing. He said, well, not getting paid and getting paid late are the same things. It will impact your business and may put you out of business. Just one takes longer than the other. This has been an issue for a really long time. Late payments can happen to any contractor, regardless of their size, location, trade, or labor affiliation. Let's meet Don Whiteman, the founder and president of Professional Mechanical Limited. He started his firm 26 years ago with just himself and a truck. Today, he has almost 400 employees. Born into it, my father was a tradesman. He was a different type of tradesman. He was a, a boiler maker. So I was on all the big, large construction jobs of the 1960s, all the big infrastructure jobs, all the dams and all that. As I got out of high school in 1980, I immediately went into the trades. So I've been in the industry now 41 uh, years. So in the construction industry, we've got several hurdles that we have to continue to go after. First of all, is you have to get the job. And then once you have the job, the lean hold back uh, legislation in Canada or British Columbia is that they take 10% of your draw every month right off the top. And they hold that in a bank account till the end of the job in case that you went insolvent during the project and they would have funds to protect themselves. The problem is in today's pressure on uh, economic pressure in the industry, you're lucky if you're getting 10, 12, 13% markup on a job total. 
Then they're taking 10 right off the top. So now you're down to 3% or 2% margin where you're going to uh, be able to try and operate your company with your overheads. And then it comes to monthly payments. So we, we have on our prompt payment, uh, all contracts are different. And some of the contracts that you see out there nowadays are 45, 50, 60 days payment terms. Then they don't make those commitments. It's not uncommon for me not to get paid large sums of money, five, six, seven million dollar draws and not get paid for 50, 60, 70 days. They just don't pay because there's, there's, no, there's nothing demanding them to pay. What are your, what are your options? At that point, well, you have you have your lien rights, so you can lien the building, and when you when you put a lien on the building, it creates incredible havoc for both the owner, the the developer or general contractor, and your relating trades. Because when you put a lien on the building, the bank stops all funding for the project, and now none of the trades are getting paid. The times I have lien buildings, I had to go to that point to lien a building. It's been very problematic. It creates very bad feelings. The owners get terribly upset with you. And then they turn around and bill you for all the costs that they incurred legally to get the lien off the building. They just take it off your next draw and there's nothing you can do. Uh, maybe just from, from the point of view of your mechanical company, you've, you've said in the past that very often you're the first in and, and one of the last trades out. So how, how does uh, over the course of a project... This, the, the prompt payment issue uh, weigh on your operations even more heavily? Well, cash flow. So we have many, many uh, bills that have to be paid on time. That's it. No questions asked. So we're a unionized firm. So our union remittance for our men at the end of the month for their medical, dental, and pension funds has to be paid on time. There is no deviation on that. WCB, WorkSafe BC, you have to pay your quarterly dues on time. No, or your or your compensation is cut off, right? Your insurances has to be paid on time. And yet we have no guarantee when we're going to be paid. So it's a constant cash flow issue. And this is where you see companies get into problems. You have you have companies that are running very profitable firms, but actually go broke, they go insolvent because they, they their cash flow. They just can't make they can't make their commitments. Have you ever considered leaving the industry because of this issue? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this, I always use the Tim Hortons analogy. At Tim Hortons, uh, they tell you when you go in to buy a coffee and a muffin, it's $3.18. When you put the money on the, on the table and they ensure that your money is, is a legal tender, then they put it in the cash register. Then they turn around and pull the coffee cup out, pour your coffee and give it to you. In my case, I can put in three, four, five million dollars worth of product into a building and at the end of the month, invoice them for it and say, so anytime you want to pay me would be great. And you just kind of wait. So the getting into an industry like this, you didn't realize we're in the worst times I've ever seen for getting paid in British Columbia history. It's the worst it's ever been. So would you have gone into this line of work? Maybe not, but to try to get out of this line of work, you're you're trapped now because of the 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 whole machine is moving. So you just work with it. Well, I've personally run this business for 26 years and grown it from one employee to almost 400 employees. And I 
we track our cash flows and and we track our our payment schedules and it just seems over the last two years it's it's never been this bad for late payment and it it doesn't seem to be any getting any better because there's no laws that force them into paying. Don, how important to you is prompt payment legislation in British Columbia? 100%. It's my 100% focus right now. I will do what I have to do to get the laws of this province changed to bring it into some form of, of reality. And if you uh, were to be able to speak to uh, the premier of the province or to the attorney general of this province uh, who ultimately can have some influence in in, in advancing this uh, top advocacy issue for the construction sector in BC. What would you say to them? I would invite them to come into my business and come and sit in my business for a day and with the accounting division and the uh, finance division here and see what it's like, right? And, and because... We pay, make all of our payments to the government on time the day that they're asked for. They don't have cash flow issues like we do. So I would, I would invite them to come sit here for a day and see what it's like. And can you give us a, a, can you give us a ballpark on, on uh, how much time or how much, uh, how much is involved in uh, you know, legal fees right now in order to ensure that you get paid? A quarter of a million dollars a year, $250,000 a year. I'll pay towards a lawyer to try and collect money. Money that you feel that you've owed for work that's completed. Oh, sure. Yeah. Wow. It's craziness, right? We've heard a lot about how delayed payments affect subcontractors. But as Will Pauga said earlier, everyone is reliant on payment. When a payment is delayed, everyone is affected, including general contractors like Darren Hughes. Uh, Darren Hughes, I'm the uh, president of the Scott Construction Group. Uh, I'm also vice president of the Ideal Venture Groups, which uh, incorporates a couple other construction companies. Uh, I represent uh, a few different companies along the way here. So I'd, I'd like to hear from you, given your experience from the general contractor perspective. Uh, what are some of the issues facing you today? Well, it's a fairly uh, it's a fairly in- inclusive topic, I think. One of the challenges that we see right off the bat is is the siloing of of the individual uh, components all the way through the supply chain. So, you know, each individual owners group, each individual finance company, even our sub trades, all work under different parameters, and those parameters continue to slow down the system and make it very inefficient. Prompt payment is really, in, in our opinion. Um, I uh, fully support the the initiative to try to streamline that process and 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 make sure it's it's an open um, clear path for everyone that can that can work through the, the program. What is the impact of the current system to your business and and what are you hearing about the potential frustrations and ongoing concerns that could be remedied by this? So the 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 first part of that is um, how. How is the status quo negatively impacting your business? Well, I think what it does is it, it it continues to inject a bit of uncertainty into the marketplace. So, I mean, we we put in all these safeguards and measures to reduce risk all the way through the supply chain, and um, and those are typically done, you know, through uh, negative interactions where you know sub trades didn't get paid on time, and so they are they are protecting their interests. We, we continually to be impacted by that because we have to address that risk. And, and so 
you know, I hear it all the time where, you know, a few bad apples in the marketplace affect all of us. And, and I think that's, that's, that's a reality that we have to address and that we need to look at this in a balanced approach uh, and not just in these one-off situations or in a, you know, in a, in a situation where you have a bad apple or, a, you know, a, a something that changes, changes how we operate. So, you know, I think current, our current situation is really inefficiency and it's risk and we're all paying for it. So, you know, we're, we're not able to continue to innovate. We're not able to move the needle forward because we're stuck in a, in a world of protecting our risk. And I think, I think it, that is one piece of what prompt payment can help us do is, uh, you know, is to free up some of that uh, risk mitigation. So when it comes to the British Columbia marketplace, uh, what do you feel might be some of the biggest barriers to introducing prompt payment legislation or payment certainty to, to our construction community? I, I think, like anything, uh, uh, the initial the initial change cycle is always the hardest part. It's it's doing something different than what you're than what you're used to doing. And you know, I think one of the things that I really um, I think is really important is that um, all of the players that are involved in this, and this is you know a complete supply chain issue, need to be involved in the discussion on how the legislation comes together. It, um, it, it cannot be done in silos. It cannot be done uh, driven by one interest over another. And I think one of the biggest challenges will just be that, being open to getting all the forces and getting all the people at, at the table and uh, using the collective experience that we all have in this and, and even some of us who have experience in other provinces uh, to really set the correct path for BC. Uh, based on your, your understanding of the advancement of prompt payment discussions and an inclusive working groups and even the legislation introduction in Ontario. What's a realistic timeline for you? How, how, how quickly would you like to see this done and how urgent is the need? We've got a ton of background experience in how this is rolled out in the other provinces. We can shortcut a lot of the work that was done years ahead of us by using the information that's already available to us. There's, there's motivation to get it done, and I think it needs to be a priority, uh, but it also needs to be done the right way. And I think we can move that along a lot quicker than some of the other problems we've had because we've, we've, got that, we've got that history. We happen to be recording today on the one-year anniversary of the World Health Organization declaring COVID-19 a pandemic. BC's construction industry was quickly declared essential by the provincial government due to the enormous contributions that we make to the economy. We're the largest employer in BC's goods sector, with nearly one quarter of a million workers and more than 25,000 contractors. Each year, there's generally over $100 billion in projects underway and another $200 billion more coming down the pike. Now think about that in the context of what you've learned today about the problems in our payment ecosystem. Imagine being a contractor working through the pandemic, struggling to adapt to keep your workers safe in the face of a deadly new virus because you're essential to the economy, but not being able to rely on getting paid for your work, not being certain that you'll be able to pay your team, your suppliers, your mortgage, or buy your groceries. What industry needs from our provincial government is to enact prompt payment legislation here in British Columbia as a deterrent to help hold the bad actors accountable, to give contractors a recourse, a mechanism to help ensure that they get paid on time for the work that they've done. 
Other provinces have already done it. And it's early days yet, but they're seeing what we consider the best possible outcome. An improvement in the payment timelines without a rush to the courts. Prompt payment legislation won't fix all the problems, but it will help. It's something our government can do. It's a power they have, and we hope they will choose to use it. There's an added urgency because as we come out of the pandemic, there is an enormous recovery effort that needs to happen. And infrastructure investment building is key to that recovery. Hundreds of millions of taxpayers' dollars will flow to our industry to get BC and Canada back on track. Our contractors and tradespeople need to be confident that the money will get to them, that they'll get paid for the important contributions they make. Their communities need it as much as they do. Remember John Burkich from the top of the episode? Despite everything that's happened to him, he's back in the industry with a new company that he started. I missed the, I missed the, the excitement of being part of a project, you know, I wanted to, I, wa- I wanted the company to be more of an owner's representative. Okay. And, and why was because I wanted to be, I wanted owners to spend their money wisely to get a good product for what they spend. You know, this experience was, uh, it's a black mark on all construction. So, so I, I take it from, from the precautions that you're putting in place, you would, you would see from a, uh, industry point of view that wholesale legislation that works for the betterment of the entire industry in, in the forms of prompt payment legislation would, would be a welcome improvement to the construction industry. Is it fair to say? Absolutely. I, no, I mean, unequivocally, it's, uh, that's an absolute. I, I believe that costs that are translated or that are, that are pushed onto the owner would drop. I think that we don't have as much manufacturing anymore in this country or North America because the construction costs are too high. And a hundred percent that that's one of those reasons why, why we need to be so high where the risk is, is too great. And so if we had something that would mitigate that risk, like legislation, like something that was tied to the criminal code, not just, you know, not just business law. um, Yeah, absolutely. That would be fantastic. You're an individual who spent more than half of your life up to that, up to the point of that setback, uh, more than half of your life in the construction industry brought into it by, uh, by your family. And uh, it's, it's the line of work that you wanted to continue in. And this type of setback has, you know, would have, would have put people down on the mat for the count. And, and yet you've come back, uh, what made you return? What brought you back into the industry? And how, how would you describe that challenge? I missed the camaraderie. I missed, uh, I missed that feeling of taking an idea, a concept um, into, into the next level of design or whatever, whether it be the you know, crunching the numbers of a, of a, pro, of a tender that I received, um, you know, game planning, how to get it done, you know, getting a hold of all the resources to get that done, the tools that I needed to get something done and then go out and, and with the boys execute or with the boys and girls, who, whoever's on the team to go out and execute. And then, um, I mean, that's why, that's what, that's what keeps me here. So, you know, I'm grateful right now. 
it's fun, you know, it's fun to be part of a process and, and kind of see the end, you know, when, when you think about where it came from on an, on an idea on a piece of paper. The BC Construction Associations and our partner organizations will continue to advocate as hard as we can to convince the BC government to get prompt payment legislation passed here. If you'd like to help, here are some things you can do right now. Send an email to your local MLA to make sure they know how important this is. CC me so that BCCA can back you up. You can also email us with I support prompt payment in the subject header and we'll get you on the supporters list on this issue. We've included all the website links and contact information in our episode details and hope that you'll check these out to get more involved. And that's all for this episode of Inside Construction. Let me leave you with this. Next time you're walking down the street, take a look around you at the built environment that you rely on for everything you do. Take a minute to think about the contractors and the complex ecosystem that's required to build it. Take a moment to appreciate their efforts and their skills, to recognize their professions and their livelihoods. They've put their all into it, maybe more than you've ever realized before. Together, let's build a construction industry that works for everyone. Thank you for listening and tune in again to get inside construction.